This week on Dueling Review, it's Firepower from Robert Kirkman and Chris Samney. The one who wields the firepower is destined to save the world. But Owen Johnson has turned his back on that life. He doesn't want the power. He never did. He only wants to spend time with his family and live his life, but unseen forces are at work to make that impossible. Danger lurks around every corner as Owen's past comes back to haunt him. Firepower number one is the book that we are looking at this week. Now, this is an interesting one, Matthew, because originally uh, Robert Kirkman, I don't know if it was a surprise announcement, but it wasn't, you know, he's dropped a couple of comic books on people without any kind of uh, solicitation information. Basically, it just shows up in everybody's orders. I can't remember if Firepower was originally that way, but they had promoted Firepower number one. But because there was such a huge backstory, back in April, there was supposed to be Firepower uh, Volume 1, The Prelude. The Prelude, yeah. And that was supposed to arrive on April 29th. I have no idea if it arrived on April 29th. My guess is it did not. And then, like a month later, that is when issues 1 and 2 were both supposed to drop simultaneously. And of course, that didn't happen. And so here we are, August, and if anybody bought into the Firepower um, uh, OGN, the prelude stuff, they probably forgot about firepower. Number one. And if you are someone who's picked up firepower, number one, you're dropped into a story going, who are all these people? What? Yeah. And that, I think that is, eh, you know, Kirkman makes decisions based on the way he used to read comics in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And he believes, you know, when he was a kid, he didn't have previews. He didn't know what was coming. It was fun to be surprised by books. And I get that. But it also, this one, I think, is just a victim of bad timing. Because the Firepower Prelude, which I think actually ended up coming out a couple of weeks ago in July. Mm, Okay. Tells us the story of how our main character became the Iron Fist. Oh, yeah. No, seriously. That's, I mean, this is, this is uh, Firebending 101. Right. This is the story of the firebender nation. This is, this is the amazing man. This is your, your iron fist. This is basically your, you know, your lost horizon with superpowers. This is your Vic Sage. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Did you read the, did you read the prelude one? Yeah. I read the prelude one and number two. Yeah, I did uh, too. Because they were there. Yeah. No, these are super fast. I I will tell you this. This is a lot of super fast read. You can get through the, we might as well just do all three volumes. You can get through, (laughs) you can get through prelude issue one and issue two in 40 minutes tops because I would say half of the prelude volume, which is, I believe seven 99 on comiXology is nothing but wushu uh, fighting between uh, these two groups, the people that are there to protect the dragon and learn the ways of firebending. And then um, what is the, um, the scorched earth clan, which is just there to try to free the dragon and to rain death and destruction down upon the world. And our hero, Owen, uh, comes upon this after years and years of, of trying to search for the answer to his family. He's moved from one sensei to, sensei to a sensei and to another until he reaches this hidden Himalayan uh, fortress where they teach him the power of the, of the way. And uh, they're trying to find the firepower coming back. And it turns out Owen is the chosen one, apparently. Uh, also turns out that his mother was part of the Scorched Earth clan, so there's some weirdness going on there. Maybe he is the yin and the yang. He, he is the one that will unite the force. Yeah, he's the Zuko. Yes. Well, I don't know if he's the Zuko, because Zuko was, uh, got a lot of anger issues. Owen does not have anger issues, but uh, he is he is the one that will unite the force. He will be the one that will unite the, the clan so that everyone can live together. And so the first volume is just 
you know, all the training stuff, which is fine. I mean, the art, Chris Samney, I love Chris Samney's art. Uh, yeah, so Samney is really, really good. And I think that, you know, choosing just to do the number one mm -hmm. makes sense when you're dealing with a normal book, but right. all of the stuff that would be basically issues one and two were all packed into the prelude. So when issue one starts, yeah, you're, you're 15 years like, later. Yep. It's a 15 years later. And Owen is settled down and he's raising a family in suburbia. And I'm like, this is like what happened with Invincible, except without the 105 issues in between. Yeah. Because we actually had that happen where Mark was the, you know, the wild young guy. And then he grew up and he married Eve and they had mm -hmm, kids. And, mm -hmm. Ah, man, I don't know. Well, what's interesting is Firepower, the prelude, when it ends, when you pick up issue one, it takes place immediately after the end of, of, uh, the prelude, even though the, the prelude takes a jump 15 years future. This one picks up basically the page after, uh, the prelude ends. Uh, so that's interesting and comes to find out Owen is trying to lead a normal life. And then, um, his old rival from uh, ninja school shows up and they have a little tete-a-tete, -tete, uh, or whatever you say, or. Uh, and then, um, he's like, no, I'm out of this business. And they're like, you're the one that has the firepower and the scorched earth clan is coming. He's like, no, no. And then we find out that maybe his sensei has been turned to the dark side by the end of issue two. Uh, no, I, yeah. And issue one actually has a great ending. Oh yeah. 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 Cause he's, he's gone and he's done his thing and he's come home and he's laying down in his suburban home and. There's a ninja on the roof. Yeah. Nin ninja on the roof. Ninja on the ceiling of his bedroom. Yeah. And the, the ninja's just sitting there and you see Chris lying or Owen lying in his bed and he's like, suddenly his eyes are open and I'm like, oh, ninja. Yeah. Issue two is ninja really cool because there, like I said, about half the issue is, well, half the issue of Prelude is basically ninja fights, like hundreds of ninjas. In right. issue two, the fight that they're having in his house, Owen is doing it while everyone else is sleeping and the three ninjas that he's fighting, he's fighting them throughout the house and he keeps busting into everybody's bedroom and they are fighting very silently. In fact, when his wife, who's a police officer, finally wakes up and uh, unloads with her shotgun, uh, she's like, how did you guys do this without making any noise? He's like, we were trained to fight very quietly. <laughs> ninjas. Oh, yeah. This I mean, here's the thing. Um, for those of you who are listening live in our Discord server, hello, everyone. Pleasant Doom is in there. Uh, the uh, Mark Smith is over there. Uh, Kevin Eleven is in there. I forget who else is in there. A bunch of really cool cats and kittens are hanging out today. Also, if you want cat and ki kitten gifts, make sure you check out the general channel. Uh, but uh, everybody hanging out tonight. If you think that this, that we are just throwing out all of these crazy uh, wushu movie, uh, you know, classic 70s uh, kung fu movie tropes left and right, Star Wars tropes left and right, you're right. Because that's exactly what these three volumes are. Or these three, one volume and two issues are. Nothing but, it feels like classic 70s kung fu tropes being served up to you. And, yes. you know, with the Shang-Chi coming back, with Iron Fist uh, doing as well as it did on Netflix, and I'm not saying it was good, but it did well enough. I think there is, we're starting to hit a resurgence of kung fu comic books again, or martial yeah. arts comic books again. And Kirkman is serving that up with, with firepower. So if you want mysterious wizened, uh, uh, Kung Fu master, he's in here. If you want yep. crazy powers, it's in here. If you want fire bending, it's in here. If you want a guy that's like 10 times the size of Matthew guarding the dragon gate, it's in here. Yeah. I want uncle Iroh. Actually, what I really want is Zuko's impression of uncle Iroh. Hmm. 
Only when you know your true self can you save yourself from your inner self and yeah. become the self that is yourself. That's what I want. But yeah. I will say that for me, the big treat of this is just Samney doing full-on Alex Toth riffs mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The ninja design is so cool because it looks it looks like you know the classic ninja in the bulky suit with the hood. But they've also got this kind of evil red stormtrooper visor under their hood. Yeah, which I'll I be honest, love that. The first time. So I read issue one first. Yeah. Just to kind of get a feel for it. And then I think I jumped, I think I read issues one and two and then I read the prelude. But in issue one, the, 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 the ninja shows up with the red visor and the first time you see him, he looks like that valiant comics, uh, character. And I forget which uh, Ninjack. Ninjack. He looked just like Ninjack. And so I got to the end of issue one when he appears and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Is this, and I had to double check and said, no, this is an image comics because I was like, Ninjack's in this. So that'd be the only thing that I have the little weirdness. Yeah. But yeah. I love the fact, well, and I love the fact that it's just that one slash of red. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In another dark costume. Yeah. Samney does really, really great shadows and, and dark spots and really, really awesome, just solid walls of black stuff. And it's mm-hmm. really neat. The double page I, spreads in here are glorious. Yes. There's actually a sequence in a grocery store mm-hmm. that is just beautiful. I mean, Owen has to go and buy some hot dog buns in order to have a barbecue. And he and his daughter are having this discussion. And then his old friend shows up in the grocery store. And there's just a sequence where the guy is trying to talk to him. And it's just the same stat panel of Owen staring angrily. Mm -hmm. And then the daughter's like, you were talking to that guy? No, No, he he was was talking talking to to me. Yeah. Yeah, just really nice. And it does remind me a little bit of Invincible once Mark has the children. Eh, may, maybe. I guess I can see where you're coming from on that. I was really yeah. trying to look and see how much of this I could sit there and, and compare to Invincible. But Invincible already is playing with all of the tropes of superheroes. So it's right. already it's already uh, turning in on itself at that point. And I think that's kind of what this is doing too. When I said it, if you, if it feels like every seventies Kung Fu film thrown in together, yes, it is. And I think that's what Kirkman is doing here is he's having fun with, and I don't know if he was a seventies Kung Fu fan, uh, or if it's something that he missed or something he's recently rediscovered or what's going on. Tarantino fan. (laughs) He might be, but it just, it, it just feels like what he did with invincible. He's kind of doing here as well. Um, but instead of the hero crossing the threshold, like we see the hero after he was awarded the boon of, of learning how to blow up things with his, uh, with his fire powers, uh, walked away. He didn't return triumphant. He came back changed. Yes. But he also did not continue on the hero's journey. And here he's being, you know, issues one and two are basically him, uh, not even answering the call, but, uh, you know, refusing the call the first time. And, uh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting to see where this, where this goes. Cause there's a lot of conflict. Obviously his wife knows, uh, about his, his powers and, and his time and, and the training, but the children don't. Um, and so I think it, it's, it seems rather fascinating, but I am trying to see, you know, where does this fit with other stuff that he's written? And I guess I can kind of see a little bit of invincible, but I, I, I also don't, um, which I think is refreshing too, right? Because had this been just another invincible, but with martial powers instead of superpowers, I would have been really, really disappointed. I'm also glad that this is not the walking dead. 
Yes, and that was my concern, is what we were going to get, is a Kung Fu Walking Dead. Well, I, yeah, I didn't think that might. we were, I didn't. I didn't think we were going to see, you know, undeads, but just... Right. My problem with The Walking that, Dead that is it's Walking really Dead good... soap opera structure. Yeah, yeah. Walking Dead, to me, is really good up until the prison story is over. And once the prison story is over, it falls into repeat mode, and I just don't like it after that. Um, Invincible kind of does that, but it does a really good job of, of trying to bring up big topics and big issues. Uh, what's the little Tyrannosaurus Rex, uh, story, uh, book, um, uh, super dinosaur, super dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Um, that one, yeah. you know, kind of falls along some of the same invincible stuff, but a little bit more, maybe more fun. I think this is just Kirkman exploring his love of, of seventies Kung Fu. And I don't even know if he's into that, but this book certainly reads like that, or, Maybe he's exploring the, um, all the, uh, you know, the Wushu movies that are popular right now, the, the more recent ones within the last 10 years that have popped up that you can easily get access to in a number of different places. Uh, you know, uh, not house of flying daggers, but, uh, dragon's gate and all those. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, this just feels like, okay, I've, I've latched onto another new thing that I like, whether it be zombies or superheroes or dinosaurs. Now it's, now it's Kung Fu. Yeah. I feel like there's always that possibility of falling into kind of a repetition trap, mm-hmm. especially with a book, you know, like Walking Dead that went probably 165 issues on about a hundred issues worth of story. And that's kind of, you know, the, the problem that comes out of a long runner and maybe this will be something that's meant to be more, you know, more compact, more mm-hmm. of a complete story. Yeah, I think I, I, I see this one done in 24 issues tops. Yes. I would say probably right around that 18, 20 issues, and this could be wrapped up. Yeah. But, you know, we, you know, we still have things that we need to figure out, not just why are there ninjas, why is his old mentor now evil? What's going on with the thing? How is he going to meet Luke Cage and start Heroes for Hire? You know, there are a lot of unanswered questions here that I feel like you could get a good 16, 20, 25 mm-hmm. issues out of mm-hmm. and have a satisfying wrap up at the end. Yeah, no. Uh, so I see Kevin 11 or uh, Kevin 11 is saying, I'm really thinking I need to get this. Marshall is saying, yeah, I'm going to read this too. Here's my suggestion. And I really, really, really loved this, these three, I'm going to say three issues, uh, one volume and, and, and two issues, but these three books together are really, really good. And I found it really, really enjoyable. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Head over to majorspoilers.com and up at the very, very top of the page, you'll see a link that says Comixology Shop Now. That's a, an affiliate link that we have. So you click on that and then you can just search for firepower and you can, you know, grab the prelude. You can buy issues one and two right now. You can pre-order issues three and four. Everything that you order through that link will get a little bit back. It's not going to cost you anything extra. Like I said, I think the prelude is like $7.99, which is a good deal there. Um, it's it's worth your time. I'm going to say that I find this highly recommended. Uh, a lot of it in part to the art by uh, Chris Samney, which I really, really enjoy. Um, and plus his, his ability to just tell these amazing, uh, fights up in the mountains or in the bedrooms or wherever they are, we will fight them in the bedrooms. We will fight them in the mountains. We will fight them on the shores. Um, I give firepower all three, all three, uh, books, a big thumbs thumbs up, up. all three thumbs up. Yep. 
I do too. I don't know if I love it as much as you do, but I feel like it's really successful in channeling the, you know, the Kung Fu movie, the Kung mm-hmm. Fu comic, that whole mystique into something that feels like it's fresh and different. Kind of like we saw him do in those early issues of The Walking Dead, where, oh, it's a zombie story, but it's not the zombie story you've seen a thousand times. And that's what made it, you know, really catch people's attention. Yeah. I feel like this is doing the same thing with, you know, your kill bills or your enter the dragons or whatever your well, point here, is. Here's He's like thing. 10 years younger than us. So if he got into seventies Kung Fu, it would have been secondhand in the eighties. Oh no. If he was 10 years younger than us, he would have gotten into it secondhand in the nineties. He or, was born and in that's 78. Why he was born so. in 78. So yeah, he yeah. probably nineties by the time VHS starts rolling around and access to that. He grew up in right. what Kentucky or Tennessee or something like that. Um, so uh, pencil Tucky. Yeah. Oklahoma somewhere around there. Here's the thing. And I don't know what his relationship is with Chris Samney uh, and how these two decided to work together. But Kirkman's go-to person on a lot of his stuff has been Ryan Otley in the past. Right. As much as I like Ryan Otley's work, especially with Invincible, I am so, 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 so glad that Ryan Otley was not working on this book. Yeah, Otley's art would have been a difficult fit. Just kind of the way his, you know, his anatomy works would have been well, a difficult fit. Not not that, but uh, Otley, if someone gets punched in the face, man, it's it's detailed. Blood. It's detailed eyeballs flying everywhere. It's you know, it's guts and intestines spraying all over the place. And even though there's some damage that goes on in this book, it's toned down to where you don't see the blood and guts. So I don't anybody get me wrong. I love Ryan Otley's work. Just it would be too R-rated for violent reasons uh, on this book than what Samney is doing. And I think Samney's art is just wonderful. So, yeah, I feel like Samney, you know, not necessarily putting anything on label. Samney's art is cleaner, I feel, mm-hmm. and you know, a little more attractive to me overall. But they're both good artists. I just feel like this is something that Samney co-created and it's definitely fitted to his style. Yeah. Whereas when you look at Otley, you're kind of like, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we ended up, uh, saying we were going to do firepower. Number one, we ended up doing firepower prelude number one and number two. It's almost like you're getting three reviews in one all for the low, low c- cost of free. Right. Free. And since the prelude is double size, it's like four episodes. That's what I'm going to actually go to Steven and I'm going to invoice for four episodes. Unfortunately, I'm only paying for, I'm only paying for one podcast. So there you go. Man. Uh, but how did we end up with firepower as our review this week? Well, some of our lovely faithful spoilerites went to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. And they looked at the list. If they did it right now, they would go and they'd look for the list of probably say, I don't know, August the 11th, August 12th. Yeah. Yeah. And you would be like, hey, here's a list of comics. They chose from that list comics that they wanted us to read. That's right. Firepower number one was the top of the rug. That's right. And for next week, you can look for the August 12th listing. And maybe from DC Comics, you're going to pick out Batman and the Outsiders number 15, Flash number seven. uh, What is that? 759 already. The Green Lantern issue number six. Uh, You could also get Wonder Woman. Uh, There's a couple of Wonder Woman books uh, coming out next week. Wonder Woman 760 arrives next week as does hawkman number 26 and if i'm not mistaken oh no strange adventures number four came out this week i haven't had a chance to read that one yet 
Uh, coming out from Boom Studios next week, it's Alienated Number 5. Ben 10, original graphic novel, Creature from Serenity Shore. That's an $8 book. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Willow Number 2. And Seven Secrets Number 1, which is already a high front runner for next week's um, uh, review. A lot of people have already requested Seven Secrets Number 1 from Boom Studios. Dark Horse Comics has Disney's Nightmare Before Christmas movie in comics hardcover. That's $11 there. Uh, Dynamite Entertainment has Red Sonia Age of Chaos number six and Vampirilla number 12. IDW Publishing has Corto Maltese, the graphic novel, The Lost Continent. It's Moo, The Lost Continent. If you're looking for some European co uh, comics, Corto, Corto Maltese is pretty good. You uh, can't go wrong with a little Corto Maltese. Also coming out next week from IDW Publishing, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, number 89, and Transformers Galaxies, number 8. Image Comics next week has Adventure Man, number 3. Oh, I need to read that series. That one looks really, really good. It's got uh, uh, the Dodson art on it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I need to go back and read that. I've seen a lot of high praise, including those who are reviewing it over at Majorspoilers.com. Big Girls, number 1, comes out next week, as does Sonata, number 12, from Image Comics. Marvel Comics next week has Amazing Spider-Man, number 46, Captain Marvel number 19, Empire number 5. Ooh, there was a big wedding in Empire number 4 this week. I don't know if Matthew yeah. is reviewing that one or not, but uh, look for the big wedding issue in Empire number 4. Also, Empire X-Men number 3 comes out. That's a penultimate issue there. Uh, Marauders number 11, Spider-Ham uh, trade paperback, Apocalypse Now. $16 books right there. Uh, also, Star Wars Darth Vader number 4. Maybe something about his son and daughter appear in that story. Ooh. Um, uh, Archie Comics has Archie and Friends Endless Summer number one next week. We also, uh, in all the rest category, have D. Ward number three. Yep, that's what it's called. D. Ward number three. Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Edition, hardcover volume 10. That's a $20 book there. Gung Ho number seven, The Adventures of the uh, Automotive Factory uh, continues. Also, we have Knights of the Dinner Table 273. Matthew, Knights of the Dinner Table. My goodness, that thing's been running forever, hasn't it? Yeah, it's like 20, 25 years old now. I didn't realize they were still doing it. I didn't realize it either until it popped up. This is what, this is what a, like a true indie comic. This is the same guy that does, uh, what is it, PS 286 or whatever it is? Uh, I'm not sure if it's the same guy, but I think it's the same company. Yeah, okay. Uh, also, we have, what else comes out next week? We are Knights of the Dander Table. We Robin dance Hood, able. Robin Hood Justice number two. Uh, Shanna the Fire Hair one shot. I don't know what that's about. Uh, also, we have uh, the Yang Gang, number one, and Zorro, Timeless Tales, number two. What are we going to read? That is up to you. Head over to, where are we going to, Matthew? Patreon. Wait a minute. You Dot say com. we have a Patreon page? We do. So here's the thing. You can go to our Patreon. It's because of fine patrons like Pleasant Doom, like Mark Smith, like Kevin Eleven, like Marshall Nesbitt, the ones that are listening to this live. It's because of fine patrons like them that we are able to keep this show going and keep it free for you week after week. Now, if you enjoy anything that you've heard on this week's show, by all means, go and, and check out the Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers cast your vote for the uh, comic next week you don't have to be a paying member but if you find some value in this show maybe say a buck an episode sign up at the silver level membership not only will you support dueling review but you'll support all of the shows that we do at the major spoilers podcast network plus you'll get a bunch of bonus content matthew bonus content what are they Secrecy. gonna get oh not secret get... things you're gonna get critical Secrecy. hit a week early and ad free yep. You'll get uh, access to uh, bonus content, 
there's just a ton of stuff. I can't go into all of it. Yeah. You're going to have to go check it out for yourself at patreon.com slash major spoilers. All right. That is where we're going to wrap it up this week. Thank you so much for downloading. Thank you for checking us out. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everyone who voted for Firepower number one. Maybe next week you're going to have us review Secret, uh, what is it, Secret 7? Or I'm sorry, Seven Secrets number one from Boom Studios. Or maybe it'll be something else. You'll just have to tune in next week when you might hear Matthew say... But I didn't even eat the salmon boots. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.